Hello, I'm Richard Newman, and this is the University of Brighton's Catching Up With, a series of podcasts talking to staff from across the university. In this episode, I've been speaking to Dr. Alison Willows, chemistry course leader. We spoke about Dr. Alison's research interests and how to get young people into science. What do you love most about what you do? Um, I think it's I think it's the variety I get in my job. It's the going from one moment I'm uh, teaching the finer details of electrochemistry to the next minute I'm talking to school children about um, how to be a scientist and getting them involved in projects and then helping my students um, understand something that they're not understanding. They're, you know, every, every moment's different. What's your background then? How did you get into this? Um, I, I came from um, phys- wanting to do physics at university, <laughs> uh, physics and astrophysics, um, and then decided I really had no idea what I wanted to do with that. Um, took a bit of time out um, and worked, and then I did an environmental science degree, and through that, kind of loved the chemistry side of, of, of that, that aspect and have kind of half come full circle and uh, now do physical chemistry aspects within my work. So. Um, there's been a, quite a big sort of visible drive to get young people involved in, in sciences, get interested mm-hmm. in sciences, study it as well. What would you say is the most attractive? If you're trying to sell this to someone, how, what's the most attractive uh, part of it? Um, I like being able to fix things. Um, that was always my, my the, the whole problem solving was my, my main uh, drive into science. Um, and I like being able to make a difference, uh, do something, even however small, that actually really makes an impact on, on something somewhere. And can you tell us about your research um, as well and, and where that interest stems from? Okay, so uh, my main research is the development of uh, sensors to look at, say, like metals in water. Um, I like that because you can't legislate and you can't protect the environment by that legislation unless you've got something to measure um, so the, the drive to improve the technology there is, is kind of where, where I sit on that um, I have an over, overall interest in environmental um, issues and so I've stemmed off from that on my research as well and I'm now developing a citizen science project for schools to take part in um, where they're looking at uh, water analysis of their local area so I'm hoping that will eventually be uh, nationwide. And it's a big talking point at the moment as well with plastic in the oceans and uh, the campaigns around that. So it's quite nice to be able to sort of feed into that, I guess, as well, with what you're doing. It is, and I think, obviously, school curriculums, it's, it's really easy to just focus on the, the basics in science and, and the fundamentals. And actually, I think if you can get them to the the children to think about how it impacts their actual world um, and and what they're doing and get them young they get they keep the interest in science because they can see an application but they can also look at the impact that you can have on the world around you yeah um right to ask these sort of questions in every one of our podcasts so what's the most uh, rewarding moment in your career can you sort of pinpoint anything or maybe a couple of examples yeah, I don't think it's anything, any one thing, but I always love it when you've had a student that's struggled for whatever reason, and you know, they've had exceptional circumstances in their, their degree, and you see them at graduation, and they're there, they've got the family, um, friends around them, and they've made it, that, that for me. So that happens, that happens a few times where you've got a, a, a real 
real exceptional student that, that's, that's had to deal with a lot. Yeah. And has there been um, an incident uh, or a person who inspires you to sort of kick on at sort of near the beginning of your career? <laughs> Is it, is it really bad? So it's always the parents, isn't it? My parents, I guess. Um, from an early age, my dad had me taking apart telephones and putting them back together and getting the real practical problem-solving side of things. He even let me wire in the house's uh, telephone extension at age eight. Um, and my mum taught me how to... Um, maybe take a step back and have a little bit of patience um, I'm still working on that one um, just to, to share that knowledge and, and, and to be able to, to take that and give it to somebody else yeah comes back to that desire to fix things thing yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or to extend from age okay um, what do you think the University of Brighton does best if you could sort of try and summarise um, one of the reasons I came to Brighton um was because it takes students that maybe aren't traditionally good at academia, so they may not have done very particularly great on their A levels. That you know they just can't do that whole remembering in exams, um, and it shows them where their strengths are, and it develops those strengths, and they go on to some fantastic careers afterwards. Um, and it doesn't have this polar vision that you must be able to just sit in an exam and and, and that's a be all and end all. And I think that's what Brighton does particularly well for for us in chemistry we get to do that because we we've got slightly smaller cohorts and so they get a much more personal experience which is more akin to when when they're at you know at young younger levels um and i think that and it gives them the confidence to to try try things out um Okay, so we do this on the podcast as well, some quick-fire questions away from your work, so uh, they're not particularly tough questions, but what is your favourite place in Sussex? Uh, that is actually a tough question. Um, I, I love Sussex, it's really pretty. I'm not from Sussex originally, I'm from the Midlands, um, but it's probably the Cookmere Valley. Um, it's that famous one, if you think of Sussex, it's got that view of the Seven Sisters that's, uh, with Coast Guard cottages, but because it's, it's kind of, it's, it's Sussex in a nutshell, it's got the beach, it's got the white cliffs, it's got the rolling downs, it's got the Andean River, it's got a forest, and it has a pub for lunch as well. So it's that area. Yeah, pretty <laughs> ideal. Um, what are you currently reading, watching and listening to? Uh, I, I read more than much. I don't watch much, te- much telly. Um, I'm reading uh, Fingers in the Sparkle Jar by Chris Packham. It's his memoir. Um, I like it because it... it it's very, uh, it's very honest, and it shows that you don't have to be a perfect person to actually go and follow your your passions and desires. Um, it's it's more about what what you do with with those passions. Um, if you had no responsibilities for a weekend, uh, how would you spend it in the perfect way? Um, I'd go camping with my son, and I have a 11 year old son, and we'd. I love getting out and about with him. We get to enjoy the countryside. Um, I get to take photos, which is my kind of main hobby. And um, often we'll take musical instruments and play and stuff with it as well. So yeah. that's, that's how I like to spend it. Your photos, is that a particular subject that you like taking photos of or is there specialised in anything? Yeah, I do, I do mostly landscape, but I've kind of branched out. I do um, classical musicians. Um, so. Okay, yeah. Um, finally then if you could invite three people to dinner past or present who are they going to be 
Okay, this, this, this is a bit of a funny one. I don't, I don't know. Um, Ansel Adams, first of all, he's a photographer, a landscape photographer and a passionate environmentalist. He had an amazing eye for detail, um, which I think you'd see in any scientist. Um, so he, he kind of meshes neat, neatly into all of my interests, I think. Um, second, um, I think this was a difficult one. I don't, I don't want to... Um, necessarily meet anybody that inspired my work because it they might change my view of what yeah. they did never meet your heroes <laughs> exactly yeah um but what i would like to do is to meet any of the female scientists from way back when they were their work they were just there almost as data gatherers but it was truly their work but they never got the credit i'd just like to hear that one of their stories so any one of those um, and the last one would be anyone that actually needs a meal um, anybody that's hungry um, everybody has a really interesting story um, whether you agree with them whether you like them at the end of it or not um, I think you know, the world doesn't work without all these different people I'd, I'd love to hear just anybody random one so somebody that actually needed the meal my thanks to Dr. Alison Willows for her time. A gentle reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast via Apple and Google Podcasts. You can also follow us on Spotify. Just search University of Brighton to find us. We'll be back next week with a festive special. Thanks for listening. <laughs>